travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. And wow, this is not where we thought we would be. Come episode 12. In some ways, I thank the Lord for where we are because it's almost like he's been preparing us for this season of shelter in place, of safer at home, of of lockdown, of quarantine, of whatever version of what's going on you're walking through. Because the last several episodes have been how to encounter God. And if anything, I think that's the perfect content for this season. So thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to encounter you, even as we're sitting at home, sometimes by force and sometimes by choice. We're all together in this. No matter where you live in the world, no matter where you live in the country, we're all walking through the coronavirus and COVID-19 right now. We're all learning to pivot. This is our history-shaping moment. And the world is watching. How are businesses responding? How are believers responding? Two weeks ago, we all thought that our church was our programming. And we're learning very quickly that's not actually true. And some have deemed it not even essential. And so now what does it look like? We're broadstream, we're live streaming services, we're broadcasting messages and worship music. But it looks like so much more than that. There are worship sessions all across the internet. I feel like I could spend all day jumping from Facebook Live to Instagram Live to YouTube Live, worshiping with some of my favorite bands. It's beautiful. It's a great chance to sit and to pause and to come together and to realize we're all in this together. But that's not the only way I'm seeing God move right now. I'm seeing him move in people running errands for each other. I'm seeing him move in coworkers taking leaves of absences so that other team members can have the shifts so that they can have the steady income because their family needs it more. I'm seeing people order meals and getting them delivered to other people's houses just because they can't be together and they still want to bless each other. I'm seeing prayers and encouragement for our first responders and our frontliners. We're going to spend some time doing that here later on. I'm seeing high schools being used as truck stops. I'm seeing stadiums being used as hospitals. I'm seeing companies produce things outside of their normal realm so that they can support this pandemic. We're seeing free content, free opportunities. We're seeing businesses come together to support one another. We're seeing sidewalks decorated. We're seeing parades. We're seeing our community be one. So with that, I've got some questions for you. Where are you seeing God move? I just listed some of the ways I'm seeing him, but there is no way that that is an exhaustive list. So I want to know, where and how are you seeing God move in the general public? What beautiful things are you seeing churches do? What beautiful things are you seeing businesses do? Let's celebrate the good. Because sometimes we have to fight for it, but it's still worth fighting for. Where are you seeing God move in your own heart? We now, a lot of us, have extra time. How are we using that time? How are we seeking the Lord? This is our but God moment. The moment when all the churches are closed and everything is shut down and people are stuck in their homes. But God moved in beautiful ways. But God showed up. But God did a kind of work that he could not have done easily with everyone going about their daily lives. Last week we talked about 
reading scripture and finding ourselves in there. It's been fun to see across the internet what different people are reading. Annie Downs has been reading the Christmas story. It's part of her devotional plan. And she says it's really beautiful to read such familiar words at such an unfamiliar time. I've seen Psalm 91 pop up a lot. Same with Psalm 34 and Psalm 139. Popular anchors that we get to place ourselves in. Then there are books like Philippians that was written from jail. I think Paul knew what quarantine looked like. And he still tells us to find joy, to find strength. Pandemics don't happen every day. Outbreaks happen, but pandemics don't. Most of us have never lived through a pandemic before. But if you look at history, they happen every century or so. So what does it look like to learn from those who've lived through pandemics before us? Some of my friends played some hymns from a piano the other day. It was beautiful to get to worship with them because they live on the other side of the country. They just opened their hymnal and played different songs, just the two of them one on the piano, both singing. And as I was listening, it occurred to me that these hymns have weathered the test of time. These hymns have been sung through pandemics before. These hymns have been sung through countless tragedies, worldwide and personal. They're an anchor. They're a well. We get to drink from them today as we too walk through our history-making moment. Or there's a quote from Martin Luther written during the Black Plague. And he says, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order to not become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me. And I have done what he has expected of me, so I am not responsible either for my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avid place or person, but I will go freely and stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith, because it's neither brash nor foolhardy, and does not tempt God. I read that to say, I will love my neighbor as myself. I will stay home when it's more loving to prevent the spread, and I will come to their aid if that's more loving. And I trust God through it all to help me know the difference and to help me make smart decisions. It's okay to admit that this is hard. No one's ever been here before. We don't know what this is going to look like on the other end. We know that there are implications well beyond a virus. And yet here we are, all in this storm together, each in our own boats, each one's circumstances looking just a little bit different. And the world is watching. We're watching each other. The world is watching us believers. How are we responding? Is our hope strong in the Lord? Is our faith failing? Mine's done both. So there's no shame in one or the other. But it's an opportunity to recognize that God is still good. He's not caught off by this. And he's still here with us. So we're going to spend our time together in prayer today. I make no promises that I have outlined every single person who needs prayer right now. There are always those who feel left out or forgotten. And if you're in that category, I'm sorry. We're praying for you as well, even if you've not been called out by name. If you want to hit me over on Instagram, don't hit me physically. Stay six feet away. If you want to send me a DM, 
I would love to pray for you publicly on there. Recognize that you are loved and you matter. So we pray for our frontliners, our healthcare workers, our retail workers, our janitors and our truckers. These are the people for whom staying home is not an option. These are the people who are encountering coronavirus day in and day out. These are the people who are up all night wondering if they're bringing it home to their families. Holy Spirit, give them peace. Give them courage. Give them wisdom. Give them strength. Give them the things that they need so that they can do their job with excellence. So that they can glorify you in the ministry you've invited them into. We pray for those without jobs. Those whose companies are cutting back. Those who have taken leaves. Those who are part of small businesses who no longer have the income that they did before. God, we know that you are provider. We know that you are providing in ways that we cannot even imagine. So we thank you. We give them the courage to speak up and to ask when they need help. We give them the faith to know that you will come through. We bless them the way that you bless five loaves and two fish and it fed multitudes, Lord. We ask for the same miracles in their kitchens, in their homes, in their hearts, and in their bank accounts. We pray for those who aren't safe at home. We pray for the children who are out of school, maybe not in the right home circumstances. We pray for friends struggling with addiction, having overcome addictions, now tempted to fall back in. Lord, we wrap your loving arms around them. Protect their eyes, protect their hearts, protect their minds. We stand with them. Our hearts break for their realities and their circumstances. Give them the courage to know how to respond and what to do in each of their situations. Fill them with your love, Lord. We command abuse to stop in Jesus' name. We pray for those for whom safer at home is not a change to their normal lifestyle. Those who are always shut in, those who are in nursing homes or assisted living facilities, those who can't get out. May we as a culture recognize the struggle that they go through. We bless them with phone calls, bless them with love and compassion, meals delivered, groceries delivered. We bless them with opportunities to share advice on what life looks like when you stay at home. We bless them with community. We bless them with peace. We command anxiety leave in Jesus' name. We pray for those who are separated from loved ones, those who've got parents in nursing homes, new parents who can't be at the birth of their children those who are hospitalized for COVID-19 and for other reasons. It's hard to be separated from those we love. It's hard when we want to be there and we can't. Help them recognize that they're doing what they can and staying away. Give them creative ways to meet with one another. We've all seen pictures of grandparents inside windows and children or grandchildren outside. I saw one where they put a tic-tac-toe game on the window so they could each play from their own side. 
Lord, we bless them with creative ideas like that so that they don't feel alone. We pray for those who are hospitalized, both with COVID-19 and for other reasons. This is a hard time to be having a health crisis. We command fear, leave, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that they've got the access to health care. And we pray that that continues. Lord, multiply the supplies that are needed to care for individuals. Give them peace and rest. We bless them with healing. We pray for those who've lost loved ones, who can't mourn because there is no closure yet. They can't be together to celebrate the life of their loved one. We thank you that we know even though this is a hard time, that loved one did not live in vain. We thank you for that loved one, for the way that they loved, the ways that they represented you. Help those who've lost loved ones remember the good, to celebrate the beautiful, and to mourn as appropriate in their community and for their own hearts. We pray for those who live in countries who don't have the means to deal with this. This is a worldwide pandemic. That's what the word pandemic means. It's affecting every nation. It's affecting every population. So we pray specifically for those in lesser developed parts of the world. That they too would have access to healthcare, not just during COVID-19, but throughout their lives. We thank you for the systems that are already in place, and we thank you for the upgrades that only you can give to these systems during this time. Protect them, shield them, surround them. Be with them, Lord, regardless of what happens. I pray for each one of us, as we're all walking through the unknown together, that we find the strength to move forward. We find the courage to be kind. That we offer compassion. Pray for leaders, both of countries, of states, of counties, of businesses, of companies, of churches, of organizations. Give them courage and compassion to act with strength and to recognize that they too don't have the power to resolve this. Lord, you do. So we bestow to them your power and your authority. And we command that COVID-19 stop wreaking havoc around the world. We pray for revival. Lord, we invite the church to shine through this season. We bless them with creative ways to encounter you. We bless them with a heart to try something different to love their people the way that you do. Oh, Jesus, we need you now. We need you now. Come, Holy Spirit. God, we love you. And even though it's really hard to say, we trust you. And we thank you that even if we are still at home, these coming weeks we recognize still died and you still rose 
And regardless of if we get to celebrate that, we know that it's still true. Help it be true in our lives. Help it be true in our hearts. Because death always comes before resurrection. And right now it feels like we're in death. Right now it feels like we weren't planning to give up quite this much for Lent. So Lord, we invite resurrection. We invite revival. In our own hearts, in our churches, in our communities, in our businesses, Lord. Be loud. Be really loud, Lord. I'm not going to say amen. Because this isn't the end of a prayer. Because we're going to continue to pray. Because amen makes it feel final. Because I know that there are those who weren't listed in our prayer. And amen makes it feel like we can't end anymore. But really, we're invited into continuous conversation with God. So may this be the launching point for your continued prayer with the Lord. May you continue to chat with Him. Just pretend you're still listening to this podcast. Maybe play some music. Maybe sit in silence. Maybe enjoy nature. Maybe leave your headphones in so the people around you think you're still listening. Spend some time with the Lord today. Close your eyes. Let the tears fall. And let Him wash them up. Love you, friends. We'll see you soon.